Welcome back, it's uh, Black Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws. Uh, we back at it again. We got uh, Aaron in the building. We got Jeff in the building joining us again. Uh, we got a full slate of uh, different topics today. Um, of course, last last episode, we talked about you know the playoffs and stuff, so we'll talk about that too a little bit. But since we on here, and, and Jeff, we, we had to go back and forth over the whole Reds hands in that situation. So I'm just, you know, I'm gonna just open the floor up and just let you hold the mic. Uh, anything you want to say about the scans uh, before before we get into it? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, we definitely have had our back and forths, man. I, uh, it was a good season. I, I don't feel bad about my pick. Like, I mean, I thought we had a chance uh, to beat Green Bay based on what they had done, you know, uh, all season and particularly down the stretch, uh, you know, of the season. They had some games that they had no business uh, winning, like the the Hell Rogers, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of that game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't even pass for 100 yards, and they won the division. They lost Packers, uh, you know. So I, it was it was games that they played like that that they that they won or they didn't win that you know I just thought the Skins had enough to beat them and I thought it was a 50-50 shot. The big thing, of course, was how Aaron Rodgers would play, and and boy, when he turned it on against us, it was really not not defense could do. I mean, we couldn't get pressure on him. He had all day in the pocket. Uh, you know, our, our secondary couldn't cover when all season long Green Bay's. Uh, uh, wide receivers haven't been able to get open and you know all of a sudden against us Rodgers is able to throw him open do whatever he wanted so that was always the big thing so all in all man it was a good season I I, I, I can't I can't complain I can't complain so so speaking speaking of, of the season since we, we this is this is our first topic on, on tap for the day skin's final grade for this year and then we after this I don't think I'm talking about these bands again until <laughs> Draft by the startup, <laughs> but uh, we gonna go ahead and give him a grade for the year. Um, if I gotta go first and give him a grade, I would say because because it's broken down in three parts. So you got the coaching, you got the QB, and then you got the GM. So right. from a glowing side of things, I think there was a lot of talent that was added. I mean, I know last show I bashed the skins a little bit, and I, I'm backing off that position a little bit, and, I, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm giving credit where credit is due, and and I think. McGlowan really did a good job bringing in talent to the team. And if I got to give him a grade, I give him an A. Like, I, I think that, you know, the, the the players that he brought in, I mean, I was a little leery about the uh, the pick uh, Chef, um, at, you know, at guard. Right. At the fifth pick, I just, I didn't like it, but, you know, it, it panned out. And, I mean, for the most part, all the guys that he brought in were contributors this year. And I just, you know, I look forward to what he does in the future. So if I got to grade him, I'll give him an A. For the coaching, I'm gonna go ahead and get a coach in a C plus. Now I know from the outside looking in that looks a little like all right, you're being a little hard, but I think that there was progression. When the season started, I was giving the coaching a B because I thought there was no halftime adjustments, none of that stuff. So the fact that he made it out of the, out of a D to a C plus is is amazing. But uh, I think that the, the coaching is trending up now. I don't know what's gonna happen come next year but I think that it's trending up. He's still not a good coach in my opinion. He's a better than, he's an average to better than average coach, but he's not a good coach. So I'll just leave that there. For the QB, and as much as I, I've been on Kirk Cousins, I did see progression. And if I would have had to give him a, a, a letter grade, i give him a B, solid across the board. I think that his play early on really was didn't really help his cause and if I would have graded him you know the first half of the season it probably would have been you know a D um or uh, I, I take that back it probably would have been a D plus C minus somewhere around there and now at the end of the year uh I think the, the second half of the year he plays solid and uh, I mean that's probably the best he'll he'll ever play in his life but if I gotta give it a grade I give it a B I mean I, I would say uh I give the I give the GM a B. Um, he did bring in some good talent, uh, some good free agents that helped the team out. I would give you know, coaching like you said, I would get the head coach a C plus, but I would give the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator probably a B because they to me they, they call plays really well with the talent that they had. 
especially the offensive coordinator, knowing the limitations of Kirk Cousins. He did a great job in making Kirk Cousins into a respectable quarterback. And I thought the defense played well, you know, down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? But the, pretty much the same talent they had last year with a couple, with a couple guys that they had added. So that's what I will go in that direction. With those grades. Chat. Um, as far as grades. GM, I give him a B to a B plus. There were a couple moves he made that didn't work out as well as they had hoped. Like the the Pavos move, they would have probably hoped he did was a lot more impactful than he was. Um, so I give him a B plus probably. Now I'm not gonna give him A plus plus like Aaron, but Aaron's grade <laughs> is understandable because he's going from the dregs of society. So all these improvements is something that he wants to see as a as a former fan or a wannabe fan but can't support because of fans. So I understand his great. Um Finn, I gotta give him I gotta give him a C plus. Um simply because I didn't like his demeanor as a coach. Um some of the things he did, some of the things he said, um the way he handled certain things, I didn't like it. The offensive coordinator, I'll give him a B plus as well. And um defensive coordinator I'll give him probably a B plus to a, a B minus, somewhere between B plus and B minus. Yeah, my grades are real similar to yours. Uh, McGluin, I got to give him A plus plus plus. And the reason I give him an A plus plus plus, because this is dealing with, you got to remember, one offseason. So um, to be able to make that kind of a jump in talent in one offseason, no GM hits on every decision they make, but the percentages, especially with the draft picks, to me, I haven't seen anything like it in the NFL in one offseason with a team that was 4-12 and last year. Um, with the coaches, um, the offensive coordinator gets an A-plus. I don't know if that the play calling falls on Jay Gruden or on uh, was it, uh, Sean McVay, but the play calling this year is what ended up changing the season uh, for the team on offense. Um, and for the quarterback, I can't give him one grade for the year. I have to break it up into the first half of the year and second half of the year. Because um, if, no, if you were to give him a grade for the whole year, then it would it would equal a C, and that would discredit what he did the second half of the season, which was an A plus. Before the first half of the season, he was a D minus quarterback. And you can't like, regardless of what the the numbers ended up being, you can't take four or five weeks of what he did right before the end of the season and let that tell a story of the entire season, because that's when you end up with 120 million in his pocket, and then you being eight and eight and seven and nine the next three years, and they're looking around trying to blame somebody. So um, that's all my grades for uh, uh, Jeff, you get the last word. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, uh, to break it up for me, uh, just to kind of uh, – I'm going to start with the quarterback kind of uh, since uh, Aaron just spoke on that. Um, I hear where he's coming from as, as far as breaking it up two grades but I mean that's not typically how you do it I mean I'm gonna just base it off of you know how he was down I mean you he for 10 games so it was more than half the season and you know that's what we remember and you know he played how he needed to play in order for us to make uh, or to win the division so even if it was a matter of circumstances the reason we won the division like he got it done in those games more than half the season so I'm going to go ahead and give Kurt, Kurt a, a B for the, for the entire year. Um, as far as head coaching, I think I'd give Gruden a B as well. I mean, as far as, I mean, I know everybody's not super high on Gruden per se, but I, I know for myself personally, I was excited when the Redskins initially made the hire for Gruden just because when I looked at the Andy Dalton situation, how he improved each year under Gruden, um, you know, I was uh, intrigued by that. Now, of course, he's continued to do that under Hugh Jackson. So we needed a new, young, upstart coach. And outside of with the way he handled the RG3 situation, I really haven't had, uh, you know, major gripes with Gruden. Um, I mean, I know earlier in the year he had, uh, you know, he it seemed like he was making excuses for Kurt. But, I mean, aside that, like, aside those few things, I mean, I think overall he's been a good coach. So I, I'd say a B for him. As far as the GM, I'd give him a, a McClellan a B as well. Um, I think he did a good job as, uh, as far as bringing in talent, upgrading the talent. Uh, but there's definitely still positions that need work. But, yeah, in his first year, i say a solid B. So I guess I'm going Bs across the board. Okay. We got we got a lot of 
I might have to tally them up and come back to but I think we about to put the, uh, the Redskins and put them Batmans in a pine box for this year and go ahead and wrap them up and go ahead and stick a fork in them until uh, we start talking about draft and prospects which will be coming up soon um, this weekend we got games in New England versus Kansas City um, last week we uh, or earlier we talked about uh, about like who we thought was going to win the games um I, I think pretty much everything is uh, everything is pretty much the same. I mean, I, I probably got the same picks. I don't think anything has changed. Um, uh, I think Rosenberger, he's still out, right? Have they have they said he's no. not play yet? They're they, trying to they, say they questionable. They're playing that Patriots game, but if he has torn ligaments in his throwing shoulder and a sprained throwing shoulder, it's no way he's going to be able to be effective. But I, I still wonder yeah. how bad all those ligaments like. I think he's slicing it a little bit. But even like minuscule tears, we're talking about throwing a football 40 yards, 30 yards sometimes on the line. I just don't see how you can do it with even like small tears or a slight sprain in your, in your throwing off. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree with Aaron on that. I mean, even if you look at him coming back in that game to save him for that last drive, I don't think he threw a ball uh, farther than five yards. So, I mean, I can't envision him like really being effective. I mean, I don't, I don't know how after only one week with that type of injury. Okay, you breaking up, B. You jump. You breaking up, B. Still? Yeah. Oh, that should be better now. I'm good now. They don't want Landon yeah. Jones to start the quarterback. They don't. They don't. They don't. I, I wouldn't either. Mike Vick. No, nah, they can't, can't go to Vic. They don't can't go to Vic. Though. They're gonna put some form of a needle in that shoulder blade. Trust me on that. There's gonna be a needle going in that shoulder. Yeah. Okay. The question is, I mean, can they win yeah. if Ben Roethlisberger played? Let's say Ben Roethlisberger played. Can they win that game? No. I think they can win the game. No. Even if he you're saying play. if he plays. Yeah. yeah even if, if he, he does play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna win that game. I mean. Like, just based on his injury, like, I still would have, if he was healthy, I probably would have picked the Broncos. But, I mean, I know it would have obviously been, you know, uh, a definitely uh, a possibility that the Steelers could come in there and beat him. But with him being, you know, like, you know, having a, that partial tear in the shoulder, like, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of asking a lot to go on yeah. the road in Denver. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, that's tough. And you so, know, that, see that pass rush is going to be coming ridiculous. They're gonna be amped up, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, hey, uh, Shaq Daddy, what's up with uh, your boy Seattle? Is uh, is Marshawn Lynch gonna play this week? <laughs> I mean, they're saying the same thing they said last week. He looked good in practice. It just depends on if he's ready to go. So I, I, I can't call. It. I mean, so does anybody know what's going on with him though? Does anybody know what's going on? Like, I know going like on. I'm hearing whispers that. The team don't mess with him. What, what's going on, Aaron? What you got? You got the phone on? What's up? If Cable doesn't run his mouth this week, Marshawn is playing. That's the official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that it simple. Like, yeah, it, it, it looks like Marshawn's calling the shots out of there. So, like, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? And they've been winning without him, so they feel like they don't need him. They don't, they don't feel like they need him. But hey, but but Jonathan, they do need him. <laughs> hey, they said him last week, number one. Let's just get that straight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The laws, he would have been loving it. He would have loved that. He's probably praying that that kick would be last week. He's probably blown. Yeah. Uh, Arizona going my whole Green Bay. I'm just about sure about that. Does Green Bay have a chance? I don't think so. I don't think so. If the Carson Palmer that showed up week 17 shows up, they have a chance. Otherwise, no. Because Carson looked horrible against us. If he shows up, they have a chance. But they don't have the same defense we do. So I can't say that they will get the same the same um, showing from him. So I, I can't see it happening personally, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, so the only game left is New England and Kansas City. We all say we want, well, I said I think New England's going to win. 
but most people want Kansas City to win. Jeff, are you you in that uh, majority that want to see Kansas City beat New England Patriots too? I mean, like, I, it's not even a matter of want for me. I think that Kansas City will beat the Patriots. I mean, yeah, I know how tough the Patriots are at home, but, I mean, you're asking a lot. Like, Edelman's been out for, like, eight, nine weeks of playing football, and, and what, he's supposed to just hop back on the field, and you expect him to be the same? I mean, that's kind of silly. We saw how Dad struggled all year with, you know, with that, what is it, the Jones fracture in the foot? Edelman has the same injury. We've seen KD, you know, have his setbacks uh, last season. So, I mean, I think to ask him to come back and produce at a high level, uh, I think that's silly. I mean, I also, like, you know, Chandler Jones, he had to be excused. I mean, it's a lot going on for the Patriots. I know they still have Brady. All of that, I, and the way Kansas City is playing, I, I mean, I think Kansas City is going to go in there and, uh, and get it done. I mean, Lastly, I mean, you got to think about it. Last season when everybody thought Brady was done, Kansas City was a team that stomped a mud hole in them. So Kansas City <laughs> isn't <laughs> – they're not afraid of the Patriots. You know, Andy Reid is one of the great great coaches of our generation. He just doesn't have a, a Super Bowl title. So, I mean, I think with all of that, I think the way Alex Smith plays without turning the ball over, I mean, I think Kansas City's going to win, man, to be honest with you. Hey, you, you made a good case, man. I mean, that's one of the games I'm intrigued about the most because I feel like if Kansas City beats New England, I feel like they can actually go to the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, no question. Like, yeah, like I think they, I think they can beat Denver. You know, uh, if they if they in a head-to-head matchup, I mean, it, they, they both are tough teams. So, um, and they, you know, they play each other in their division when it comes to Kansas City and Denver. So, I, it's right. not like they would be scared of them either. So. Exactly. Um, that's something I would look forward to. Do you know the season series? Did they split this year, or was it was it two o one one way or that? I'm not sure, but I think yeah. I, if I recall, they won the last one in uh, Kansas City. Mopped them when uh, Brock Osweiler was playing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but but yeah. but what's the word? Which what, what happened to Chandler Jones? Yeah, why why is he like what happened with his situation? Anybody know? He was taking yeah. that K two. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Like the synthetic, the synthetic marijuana. Yeah, he had like what? a bad reaction. To <laughs> yeah, he had like a bad reaction. To it. <laughs> Go ahead, dog. Get high, man. Good he was messing Go with ahead, you. dog. <laughs> this man was trying. He was trying to go under the radar. That's what it was. Yeah, that's embarrassing, man. He was going to take that too, and that wasn't going to get detected. <laughs> he he had like the bad reaction to it. Though. That's what happened, though. Like that's what? embarrassing, though. Yeah, he had a bad reaction to it. Like, he had to, like, what was he, he had to go to the hospital or something? Yeah, he I went mean, to the police station yeah. first, and they took him to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, that bad. <laughs> no, you know you messed up. You know you messed up when you, when you turn yourself in. Like, man, I need a man. I need the IV. Give me the IV. Yeah. Yeah, like, dang, don't see them signs with. on the metro talking about how dangerous the K2 Jones is. He ain't don't know metro, he get a 750 yeah. or a S550 or something. To get it yeah, yeah, he, he ain't catching that. He ain't catch, well, and who knows what that if they marketing that up there in Boston, either. You know, you talking about back home, you know, you talking about DC, you know what I'm saying? So they, they might not even be making, making them aware of it up there. So he thought it was all good. Hey, man. Well, we're going to be tuned in next next week. We're, 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 we're going to go over all the games. We're going to see how he play off that K2. Let's see if his mind right when he out there. So, uh, I know your boys, uh, the, the Giants, they looking about, they hired uh, Ben McAdoo as the head coach. How, how you feeling about that? I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously hate it. But, He's been there though. That's your boy. He's been there. But it's contradictory. You can't say you're going to make change. Yeah, Everybody <laughs> is get rid of coffee. That makes no sense. That made a mistake, though. Kind of that made. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but, but, but let me ask you this, D. Don't you think this past season has been one of Eli's best as far as offensively? So, you know, they figure McAdoo can, you know, translate that over as far as head coach. Of course, we know that's not always the case, but you don't think he can? That's a problem. I don't know because him coming to the Giants last year was his first year calling plays in the NFL period. And Mm -hmm. I I give it to him. The last two seasons, Eli has balled out the best two years of his career. 
But I don't know if that's going to translate to being a head coach. It's different being a head coach and calling plays. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part that, that scares me is that, you know, that's probably why they couldn't get anybody else to hire because they wanted to keep McAdoo. And honestly, I don't think he was the first choice. I think they were scared to get to Philadelphia. So to not let that happen, they just hired him as the head coach. And I also think that Coughlin was going to buy for that Philly job, and he was going to try to take Ben with him. That's what I believe. Yeah, Yeah, Coughlin being tied to Philadelphia now, they're talking about him meeting with the Eagles for like the second, you know, how they bring you in for multiple interviews. He took, he took his, his name, name out. out. He took his name out. Yeah, I just saw he took his name out. He took his name out. What? Yes. Yeah. What? And the Giants just kept everybody. Spagnola. I can't even understand what, what's the point of that. Spagnola hasn't been good since 2007. When we won the Super Bowl. Trash with the Rams. Trash with New Orleans. Trash with the uh, <laughs> Ravens. So I. Look, I don't get it. He needs a go. So I, I'm not really yeah, happy right now. playing chess over there. They're not even serious about football right now. They, they're they doing stuff to keep people from going other places or, you know, the backdoor spike type jump. Tom Coughlin, he look like he out for blood at seven, <laughs> trying to fight back with the organization. They trying to, like, you know, lock up. Yeah, that's, that's a wild situation uh, for sure. That's a definitely a wild situation. We're going to keep our eyes on that. So is Tom Coughlin, he done coaching? I think he's done. I think he's finished. Because I feel like if he don't get a coaching job this year, I don't. I think that's it, though. Like, I mean, he, yeah, if he old. wants to coach, he has to, like, get a job this year because after that, after he's been gone another year, it'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point of bringing him back? Like, he's old, unless the team is just desperate. You know what I'm saying? He really wants to coach. I guess if Mike Shanahan can get a job, anybody can get a job, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, so. I think like at this point, like Coughlin, like I think the only way he'd come back is, let's say he misses this season. I think he would have to come back like that in the very next season. And it would be with like somebody who's right there, like on the verge of winning, like that needs to kind of get over the hump. But he can't go to any program that's, you know, like in the toilet and then try to build him up. I, th- I think even though it might not matter, I think most executives are probably looking at it like, I mean, he's 69 years old. Like, I mean, like, I don't know if that's the right move to bring in somebody when, when, I, when we got so far to go, you know? He might not be yeah. alive next year. I don't know. Yeah, no <laughs> nah, that's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk, though. I mean, yeah, he old, though. He old. And then once you sit down for too long, like, you used to culture for 30 years. He sit down for too long. He going to be like, he 85 next year. I mean, I don't know. That's how life works sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. man, that's crazy he took his name out, though. That's interesting. I mean, something behind uh-huh. that. Yeah, it definitely was. He, he, it sounded like he was off the spiteful move. Like he, was, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's why we got D on here, you know, to give us that 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 Giants insight. Um, Hugh Jackson, head coach of the Browns, Manziel future. What's going to happen to Manziel? Is, is uh, Hugh Jackson going to go ahead and draft the quarterback? Yeah, I just saw um, today Mel Kuyper's predicting they'll take uh, golf at number two. But Hugh Jackson apparently during his interviews was saying um, that he really wants to move on from Manziel and the, the owner was telling him that's not really a problem. So to me, it sounds like he's going to go in. He said all the right things in his presser. Talking about he's going to go in there and evaluate him as a player first and then try to determine what happened with him as a person. So everybody knows what happened with him as a person. He balled out, he partied hard, and he made all the mistakes he made. So I don't really see that changing because, I mean, the season's over, everything's in limbo, and he off in Vegas again. So he obviously shows he doesn't care. So I think his, I think his time is definitely done. If RG3 don't go to Dallas, that's probably where he'll end up going as a reclamation project behind Tony Romo type thing. I don't, I don't honestly see him lasting any longer in Cleveland. Man, Zilly. Dang. 
with the bad end of the stick, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he was asking for that. He was asking for that, man. Like, like he's living his life like he's a rapper. <laughs> not, not like he's the quarterback of an NFL franchise. I mean, like, like it's like some of the stuff you've heard that he's done is is outrageous to think about an NFL quarterback doing. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. He did it to himself, man. He's obviously not concerned about his career. His family but it, so they don't care. They don't yeah, care. I mean, that's true. He don't, I mean, it ain't like he needed the NFL salary. His parents got big bread, so, I mean, I don't know, man. But, it, like, from the sounds of it, the looks of it, I mean, it, it looks like he'll be out of there. I mean, it's just unfortunate because, I mean, you, to be an NFL team and then to have to be in a position where you have to get a quarterback, like, it's just... Like, Houston, Texas, they have to get a quarterback. The owner came right. out and was like, we need a franchise quarterback. So, I mean, they have to get a quarterback. But I feel like if you have a team or you're a team and you have, like, somebody on your roster that's, you know, to some degree competent and you, you possibly could build behind, like, to take that, that third pick or second pick or first pick and have to expend it on a quarterback, that may or may hit or may or may not hit like it's just I, it's just the dirty game i just don't want to be in that position you know what i'm saying because if you if you pick what golf the, the dude out of the draft and then he's some some Bus. dude Bus. You, would then, die. You, would die. you you look like an idiot look like an idiot yeah nah you right i mean like the quarterback i think like nobody would dispute that it's the toughest position to play in all of sports. I mean, like if you got one, you're a lucky franchise. I mean, it's been franchises almost spending their whole existence trying to find quarterbacks that will hopefully lead their team to prominence. But you know, it's just not that easy. Like, and you know, there have been teams that when they're sorry, there's not a quarterback to draft or they draft the wrong one. So. Like you said, it's tough, man. It's tough to be in that position to have to draft the quarterback. But, I mean, I think they have to based upon the fact that, as you said, Manziel, he, he's going to be gone. I mean, he did it to himself. So, you know, like, and the thing about the Browns, too, I think uh, Hugh Jackson is going to probably get some leeway. I guess he agreed to it. You know, they're trying the whole analytics thing. So, um, you know, he's probably, I guess, agreed to that philosophy. So he'll have some time, I'd imagine, to, you know, get things in order. So, hey. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. So, he won't last three He said, what? Where? When coaches go to death. (laughs) When you're black, you got to take a job they offer you. Yeah. That's how it be. Cincinnati before Marvin Lewis went there. That was Cincinnati. I, yeah, I, I think he's going to do a good job, to be honest with you. I think he's going to turn the Browns around, man. I'm, I'm going out there. I'm hopping out on the limb. <laughs> That's right about the break, too. Limb about the break on you. <laughs> <laughs> that limb ain't sturdy, bro. That limb ain't sturdy. The Browns is bad, dog. Let me ask you it's one bad. question. Let me ask you one question. Man. How long he going to last for? How long he going to last? Three years. That's all I give. Max. Two. I give him max. I give him two years. They can't give him two. Nah, I think I think <laughs> I think they'll be I think they'll be competitive in year three. I'm calling that out right now. I think they'll be competitive. Like, cause you think about it. Like every time the Browns have been bad bad in the last few years, particularly when they had Flash Gordon on the field, they were competitive. Now their record didn't indicate that they had a winning record, but they were competitive. Now I don't know if they've given up on him. But let's say he comes back. Let's say Hugh does a good job. I mean, the Bengals were some trash before Marvin Lewis got there. Everybody's calling for his job. But Marvin has got the Bengals to the playoffs five years in a row. And last year, their team has Rodgers, Manning, Brady. Like, it's not too many franchises that could speak to being in the playoffs five years in a row. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, in that division, that, that division is tough. Been trash. The Steelers are in that division. No, I'm saying it's a good no, division, he... one of the best in football. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm saying if if uh, 
you know, if Marvin can do it, I think Hugh has a shot because Hugh didn't get a fair shake in Oakland. Oakland was 8-8 eight and eight when they fired him, and the only reason they fired him is because McKenzie came in there, and he, that wasn't the coach, you know, for GM, at GM, and that wasn't the coach he wanted, you know, in that position. But yeah. but, but Hugh Jackson had some gaps in, 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 in Oakland, too. That's not the act that he what? was just... He, he had some gaffes, some mess-ups in Oakland, too. The whole Carson Palmer Jones yeah. set the franchise back. The whole uh, Jason Campbell Jones, when he, he he came back and the band was like, nah, I'm not I'm going away from I mean, like, Carson, but look, though, Carson was hurt. Look how Carson's playing now. Like, it don't look like it was a bad gamble. He just, he just needed time. I mean, like, were, were the gaffes that he had there egregious enough to get him fired? Like, he was 8-8. Eight eight. Like I said, it was because the GM didn't want him. Yeah, he did give away the future. He did but, give away the future. But they, but but Oakland Oakland's still looking pretty good drafting players. They got Khalil Mack, they got Amari Cooper. These are two Amari Cooper's gonna be all pro. Khalil Mack was all pro this year in two different positions, the first player in NFL history. So he couldn't have mortgaged the franchise that much because <laughs> <laughs> It depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask, Jeff. Like, I, I mean, I, I hear you, and you making valid points, but, you know, I, I, I mean, Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis, like, I mean, you hope that he's a version of Marvin Lewis for the Browns, but the Browns are so, like, just, just bad. And even though they were competitive and they had pieces and they had talent, I mean, it just, it seems like it's an organizational, organizational thing and not so much, like, the people on the outside is is the structure of how they do things there and i'm just not sure that even sometimes it's not even like that a person or a coach is bad it may be the structure that's around them that doesn't support them and what they want to do so we'll see if the browns are on board with hugh jackson and what he wants to do and the type of players that he brings in for his franchise and we'll, we'll see where the, where the browns go go from here but you know, of course, we're gonna be watching. I mean, of course, we want all the best for you know any 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 brother of color. We want to see him succeed. But we just know that the, the deck is uh, skewed and, and, and rigged <laughs> against that Batman to fail when it's all yeah. said and done. You know, yeah, they, nah. sometimes they bring a Batman just because they like, damn, this is just a terrible situation. But you know, this is this is who we can get because most people be like, I mean. You know, if I was trying to get a head coaching job and they were like, you want to coach the Browns, I would like, uh, uh. I even think <laughs> about it and I don't even coach nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it ain't a joke. You're like, oh, yeah, you give me this. Like, you, you don't think, you don't think about it no matter who you are. So, um, we're going to watch the jump. Uh, it's changing gears. And now that football is kind of like, it's starting to like fade in the background. We're starting to move on to, uh, basketball and other sports and uh there was a, a article that came out on espn and then they did it and it was the top 10 nba point guards of all time and so i, I went in and i looked at the list and the list was straight like I, I didn't really have any problems with the list when i initially looked at it but of course you know just like most magazines we can do this with rap you know they do it with rappers and stuff they always like put one to like kind of provoke controversy in the Jones. So in this article, in this 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 ranking, they uh, have Magic Johnson number one, Oscar Robinson number two, John Stockton number three, and then number four, they went ahead and threw Steph Curry in the mix at the number four spot ahead of, and I have to tell you ahead of, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, uh, <laughs> you know, Walt Frazier, Bob Cousy, and uh, Chris Paul. So um, my question is, like, is this an accurate, uh, like, list, or were they just they just trying to, like, troll, basically? No, it's not accurate at all. It's not accurate at all. Um, I have two issues with the list. One, I have Steph Curry's ranking way too high. I mean, he still has how many years left to go in his career. I can't put him that right. high yet. And two, right. there's no Gary Payton on the list. Yeah. So oh, those, are my, those are my two issues with it. Now, it's tough to say who to take off for Gary Payton. My personal preference is to take Chris Paul off of the Gary Payton on the list. Mm-hmm. I never saw him. So Paul's not even in your 10 at all? 
I'm, I'm, but I'm saying, like, you're talking about <laughs> tough. That's why I said it's tough because I can't take my own place. I can't. The only thing I've seen is highlights. You made everybody else look like Washington General. So, I, mean, I can't really take I understand wanting to take him off, but I can't automatically take him off because I don't know what he meant to people back then. Um, so further up the list, it's tougher and tougher to take somebody off. The only person I can see possibly taking off is Chris Paul, and that's because um, I don't really see him over Gary Payton personally. Like if I if I do one on one the two of them, I'm picking Gary Payton over him because as a two point, I prefer him as a two point. That's that's because you had the shoes, Akil. That's because you had the, the green painted shoes. <laughs> Come on, man. But you talking about being by. That's just too high. That's just too high. But I, Gary Payton not being on the list is criminal to me. Aaron, you want to chime in? Yeah, Steph Curry is definitely too high at this point in his career. Bob Cousy is not on the list. <laughs> at all. I can be him one on one right now at 33 with no knees. He can't beat me. Uh, and Jason Kidd hey, uh, should be higher than Chris Paul. Yeah, Jason Kidd. Who, who should be higher than Chris Paul? Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd. He was the best okay. point guard in the league for like seven years straight. Okay, okay. Yeah, he definitely should have been higher as well. In the 90s, when, when it was real. Let me ask you yeah. a question. What about AI? What about AI? Two guards. I think they guard. got AI the shooting guard. Yeah, they could. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so, so they have. So the, this is the thing. They have another poll. We're talking about the top ten best shooting guard, and right. and and I, without getting into that, because I'm gonna say that for another episode. But like AI to me is is a shooting guard. He's a right. I, even to me Steph Curry is a shooting guard. I mean they have a point, but that but I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm when it's all said and done. When, like, when you're when you put the ball in Steph Curry's hand, you want him to score, and because the fact that you have the ball in his hand and you want him to score, to me that just deems him as a shooting guard. Like you, when you're talking about best point guards, you're talking about when I think point guard, just my mentality is like ball distributor, ball distributor. That is your primary objective as the point guard. You run the floor. You. You, you're, you're a general. You orchestrate all that different stuff. So, if you're going out there and, and your main objective is to like score, then to me, I kind of move you out of that category of point guard. I really don't have no problem with the list. I mean, me personally, this is personal preference. I mean, I, I think Magic is number one. Oscar Robson, okay. John Stockton, okay. Um, like even to me, Isaiah Thomas was not a point guard. Like I don't nah, really consider see, him. What? See, yeah, nah, you you tripping, Harold? Like first of all, no, no, yeah, no. you tripping, man. Nah, I would not stand for this. No, it's not that they can't. No, listen, hold on, hold on. You should not, stand for it. <laughs> look, look, it's not. It's not that I don't think that these guys can like play or be floor generals or control the floor. But what I'm saying is like for me. Isaiah Thomas, because of his scoring ability and the caliber in which he scored, like to me, that's more like two guardish to me. Like you know what I'm saying? You know what his point guard to be John Wall, where they can't shoot a lick. Exactly. Like, like, look, 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 look. look, You know who should be on the list? Uh, Rod Strickland. No, 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 man. no, that was my man. Shout out to Pinnacle on that one. Yeah, Pinnacle, I had to do it, dog. Rod Strickland, Roddy Rock. Nah, I think the list was, was off as well. Like, I mean, first off, like, Isaiah has to be up at number three. You know what I mean? He has to be ahead of Stockton. Like, I mean, they're only, I heard nah. a stat where. Nah. What? What? Nah. Yes. I, nah. Yes. Isaiah, <laughs> like, they won. Are you kidding me? Nah. Hey, first of all, let me explain. Let me explain. Stockton was All right, go ahead. Isaiah had, Isaiah, Isaiah had the bad boy because he had some solid players that filled their position. 
He was six feet. They won back-to-back NBA titles. They should have won three in a row if he didn't get hurt in the finals and have his ankle all jacked up against the Lakers. They would have won three in a row. And I think that's why they have Steph on the list because he's already won a championship because I love Steph. He, he's too high on the list at this point. They're projecting is what they're doing. But Isaiah should be above Stockton. Stockton didn't win anything, and he had Malone. Malone is arguably the best power forward of all time. Stockton no. was feeding him constantly, and he didn't win a chip. They didn't win anything. I kill you on your head thinking that John Stockton played Isaiah Thomas. Thomas so said, you on your head. Isaiah Thomas almost averaged 10 assists for his career. And y'all not calling him a point guard. That's what I'm saying. Almost, y'all crazy. <laughs> no, Isaiah I'm with him. Right, well, look. That, Isaiah is definitely a point guard. Isaiah is three, I'm, man. I'm he not disagreeing man. about him being a point guard. The reason I say I can't put him ahead of Stockton, Stockton is the all-time leader in assists, all-time leader in steals, I mean, had the highest average assists per game. As a true point guard, I put him ahead of other players. That's that's what I'm Stock, I'm looking Stock, at. Stockton Stock, Stockton actually isn't uh he's not the all time leader in assists anymore if I'm not correct if I'm, I'm No, I'm you're not sure. correct. I, mean, I just checked it a couple months ago. He was all time leader. He's the all time leader. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm gonna have to pull it up, but go ahead. I think he still is in the steals, but I don't think he is in assists anymore. Who passed him? No, he's still I, number I believe one. it was Kid. I believe it was Kid. No, nah, Kid didn't pass him. He got 12,000. He didn't pass him. got 15. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stockton's number yeah. one on that list. Yeah, Stockton's number one. And Jason Kidd was hanging in the close. Way, I'm looking at it the same way Harold does, as a distributor. Like, at, at the point guard position, as an overall player, I will put Isaiah over him. But as a point guard... I would put John Stockton over Isaiah. I got a you question. Can't, yeah. You can't do so, that, though, man. You can't do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jeff. Go ahead, Aaron. So, like, if you're going to say that and be that finicky and pick at it and say, okay, then how are you going to have Oscar Robinson at number two? If that's the case, you got to move him down the list. Because he's a scoring machine. Ten rebounds, and you could put him small four, powerful. You know what I mean? You say, yeah, I don't, I don't even look at him as a point guard, to be honest with you. You just want to blow the whole list up. I never thought that, until this list came out, I never thought as, of Oscar Robinson as a two-guard. Like, that never crossed my, as a point guard, that never even crossed my mind. I thought he was a two-guard or a small forward. In all honesty, I didn't know he was considered a point guard. Yeah, that's because So this list crazy. made that new to me. Yeah, that, this list made that totally new to me. I'm going to just say this. John Stockton and Young, yeah, I just got to, I mean, this is just being real. When, they, when I look at it, the Bama gotta be like one or two at, at the point guard position because the Bama has 3,000 more assists than the two next Bamas that's under him and they don't even play no more. But like, didn't he play like six more years than Isaiah? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, played longer. But, like but what I'm saying, but hold on, hold on, hold on, that just go. But I'm saying that goes to his longevity. That goes to his his ability to sustain a high level of play, even as his career was like going going you know downhill. Like he didn't he didn't drop off. Like he 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 continued to play at a high level. I mean, I don't even remember when John Stockton stopped getting double digit assists. Like even when the Bama say he retired, he was still getting double digit assists. Like yeah, to I'm the point where I mean, like careful. I mean, I mean, I hear, I hear y'all, but I'm, I'm like more of the, like the assists obviously are great, and you want the point guard to distribute, but like typically the point guards or the guards should be the best shooters, meaning like you know just all around, whether it's free throw and, and things like that. So they're gonna have the ball in their hands more than anybody else. So I also like my point guards to be able to score because sometimes the big men can't get it done. Like I said, they don't shoot high as high free throw percentages down the stretch. So I'm gonna need my guard to score, and if you do, the score, score, though. Well, he didn't, that's great. He didn't. I mean, have he did, to score, but, but he to could. me, like I heard a stat where, like, as far as seasons of averaging 20 and 10, uh, Oscar Robinson was first all time. He had five seasons where he averaged 20 points and 10 assists. Number two was Isaiah Thomas. He had four four of those seasons where he averaged 20 points and 10 assists. And they won back-to-back, like I said, there should have been three titles. He was a point guard, though. He was better than Stockton. And not to mention, if you include his Indiana career, you won a championship at Indiana. So, I mean, like, to me, it's no way that Stockton's 
ahead of Isaiah Thomas. It's like everybody always looked over him just like he should have been on that 92 Dream Team. Like, I mean, I think it's obvious, personally. Well, he, he didn't get on that 92 Dream Team because of his attitude. Because Jordan, 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 not yet, no matter what. You think we got good person waiting on it, you're not here. So, yeah, that's how we got flighted. I mean, I, I understand you guys' point of view. It's my personal preference. We need to keep John Stockton. Personally, I would put John Stockton in number two because of my appreciation for what he did at the point. But I I can't, again, I can't debate against Oscar Robinson. I didn't know he was considered the point guard. And, and on top of that, and on top of that, John Stockton ain't have no special, no special accolades or skills like talent. Like the Bama was six one. Hi, Harold. The Bama, all he did was pick a roll. Pick a roll. <laughs> hey, hey y'all. Listen, he, this, hold on, hold on. You gotta have appreciation for fundamentals. This you Bama like had the meanest. Cam Newton's on a fucking quarterback. He gets out. This is the same argument. It's some traditionalist argument. That's what it is. Hey, yo, I'm I'm a, oh. I'm that right now. I want my big guy. Don't, don't be shooting three. <laughs> Even though you're shooting forty five percent, get in the post. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we got another list. We're going to come with that joke next, uh, next week, and we're going to get into that list, the shooting guard jokes, and I know we're going to have fun with that one. Um, but as of right now, anybody, who who y'all current current MVP is? We come out to the end of our, end of our show. Who y'all MVP got? I got oh, Kawhi M- Leonard right now. That's my MVP. Oh, I thought you were talking about NFL. I'm tripping. <laughs> Ain't no MVP. Who y'all got in the NFL? Nobody. Cam Newton, man. I thought we discussed this already. Yeah, oh, nothing yeah, to that's, talk about. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah, that's yeah, easy. Yeah, nothing to talk about. What about you, Akil? <laughs> I mean, my, pers- my personal MVP is Russell, but I can't, I can't go against logic. Logic dictates this can because 15-1 is 15-1, especially with Pick and being your main receiver. So I can't go against logic. At, at wide receiver or, I mean, at running back or quarterback? What you mean? For Cam Newton. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see this this week too what, what Ted Gans hands is on Madden. Because they fluctuate every week. Yeah. We gonna see. Yeah. We gonna see. Yeah. But yeah, Cam Newton automatic football. Basketball. I got quiet then. Right now, that Bama's cooking. We got two for Kawhi. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue that pick. I mean, yeah, nobody. He, yeah, he's carrying that team I'm, right now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Steph. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and people could dismiss it. I mean, I know it's gotten boring. You know what I mean? But I mean, for Steph not to be the MVP, that's nah. I mean, it's legit. It's legit. I mean, they lost last night. Yeah, because to the Milwaukee play, Bucks. All, all three games they've lost, somebody's been out. Like one of their big three, the first game. Clay so then Steph was out. Then yeah. last night Draymond was out. So that's all. So so it's so that so I mean we talked about it like a couple weeks ago about Draymond's impact, but yeah, that goes to show that the Bama is needed. Like he's not. Oh, Draymond's a beast, dog. Draymond's a beast, no question. He's an all star this year. He's a beast. Yeah. yeah, they they need all three of them. They need all three of them if they, you know, want to compete and not take out the Spurs or OKC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I got Steph so far. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Come down to the end? Yeah. What? The Eagles hired a new head coach. Uh-oh. Who? They hired Doug Peterson from the uh, right. Kansas City Chiefs, their office and coordinator. What? Yeah. In the middle of the playoffs? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> they were doing phone interviews. Oh, that's... 
That's a loss. That changes everything. And uh, uh, and the Bucks, they're hiring uh, Dirk uh, Coder, the uh, the guy they wanted. Yeah, Dirk Cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk Cutter. Yeah, the whole time. So uh, that's okay. that's pretty much a done deal too. Sorry, Shannon. Wow. Man, I got a real issue with with coaching interviewing during the playoffs. That's crap. It's a conflict. Like I understand you want yours and you want to move on. And, and get that opportunity, but there should be like a mandatory waiting period for the coaching search to take place if, if it's going to affect the playoffs. Because I know the year that we lost um, Gus Bradley, and uh, when we had to play Atlanta in the playoffs, both our coordinators went away the day before the game, and they weren't prepared. And so now that's going to have the same thing with Kansas City. Yeah, it's it's done. They back to the drawing board. I don't know how far they got into the process of of game planning for New England this week, but now the guy that you would have, you know, making sure it gets executed is now not there. So, I mean, that's. That's a tough, that's tough, that's tough. But I'm sure Andy Reid, he, I mean, he, he'll figure it out. I'm sure he was anticipating this this occurring, um, but still, it's still a big blow. Um, so, I don't know, we, we're gonna be watching that for sure. Um, thanks to our guest, Jeff, for joining us today, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we, we, we had you on again. On again. You know, in a couple of weeks, sure. man, talk talk different stuff, talk Wizards. And they got yeah, W okay. last night, and they starting to try yeah, to turn sure. it on. But um, see see how they, they, they finish out into the All-Star break. But uh, outside of that, young, that's that's our show. Black Sports, BLK, Sports 980. Um, Aaron, you going to uh, LA Fitness tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the heater right now. I don't know. <laughs> we gonna get, we gonna get, we gonna get LA Fit for this sponsorship on this deal in a minute. I know, right? I'm trying. To <laughs> <laughs> you ain't sitting in front of that fireplace. That Joe Big Bread. You, you say you ain't mess with that. Got extra two hundred a month. It's gonna have to be ten feet for me to turn the fireplace on. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I holler at y'all, man. Y'all be safe. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak. Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That.